What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio. Transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho, I am the one-armed madman. And from the badlands of southern Montana, it's Nolan5150. What's up, dude? How you doing? Um, pretty tired, man. Like, a, uh, got that side work going on, trying to keep my keep my head above water, you know what I'm saying? My cat is accustomed to the top-shelf snackies, and he's used to it. <laughs> and I got to work hard to keep him there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> None of that meow mix bullshit. <laughs> Fuck no, this is uh, uh, grade A um, mercury-tested fish fillets. Dude, I give Ozzy, like, chunks of beef because I make fucking ribeyes for dinner every night, so I toss him little chunks. And now I, I've got treats for him, and they're, like, expensive Costco <laughs> treats, and I'll toss them on the ground, and he'll just, like... And sometimes he'll just walk away from them. He's just like, fuck this, man. Where's the goddamn ribeye? It's like, what is this trash? <laughs> like, you missed the garbage, bro. <laughs> give me the steak. Yeah. It must be good to be back to work again in some sense, though, because, I mean, you were broke for a long fucking time, so now you probably got some money to deal with at least, right? Oh, yeah, a little little change in your pocket's always nice. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I can imagine it's it's a, a nice shift. <laughs> All right, so uh, last week we did, we're going to continue our saga of the future timeline. Last week we were... 2020 through 2030, I believe. So this week we're going 2040 through 2049. So let's uh, recap from from uh, last week. I got a couple of notes for a little recap here. So essentially we have... Where's my notes? Fuck you. Yeah, da, 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 da. All right. We've got 6G, 8K, um, what is it? 8K virtual reality. We've got like um, narrow AI, so ChatGPT is a is a whole lot better. There's going to be you know AI for doing specific tasks. Some people are going to be out of work, and it'll probably be for the better. I got in an argument yesterday with some chick. I was my first day of school. Well, I, I did it on my last day, but I got in an argument. She's like, "I'm getting my master's, but I'm going to take a year off and go." go live in, you know, some fucking Denmark village, but I'm going to go and be a librarian. Like, you're going to be a librarian. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and I said, a librarian should be a volunteer position at this point. It should not require a master's, and I think you're probably going to get replaced by some sort of artificial intelligence. <laughs> It's a very, very real possibility. You know, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh Chat GPT is able to pass the bar Shut already. <laughs> okay. It, <clears throat> it's it's like intellectually able to. It's not actually licensed to practice law. Exactly. <laughs> like they fed it the tests and it passed some I don't I don't see where my my thing is here, but do they um whatever they uh it passed medical exams too okay. so it was like essentially smart enough and you know who knows how this thing's able to able to function we'll uh we'll we'll play around with it here a little later but let's uh so right now we've got remember the last season of westworld where 
the machines were essentially like taking over the humans. Yep. Because they've got that that big broadcasting thing. And the flies. So essentially that yeah, yeah. We've got the infrastructure in place for that. The only thing we're missing is the robots, essentially. We don't have the AI for the robots yet, but we can probably you know what is always um been funny to me and you run you'll run into this in conspiracy theory and now that i pointed out you're gonna laugh about it the same people who will tell you that 5g is getting giving you cancer will also tell you that nikola tesla figured out wireless energy to everybody (laughs) and they're suppressing it it's like hold on buddy i thought we didn't want that shit going through our bodies right (laughs) <laughs> and I can guarantee you these cell towers are a whole lot less energy intensive than like wireless energy would be. Could you imagine the shit going through your body if you just had a massive transmission tower a couple miles from your house that was just beaming to all of your shit? You would just be getting bombarded with electromagnetic rays. Yeah. Who knows what that shit would do to you? But, you know, a lot of times people don't think shit out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's start with our timeline. 2040 through 45, China's space program is rivaling NASA, which probably wouldn't be a hard thing to do considering that, like, China is actually capable of building things and NASA has essentially got its dicks in the dirt half the time and it's just, oh, give us another. How long did it take to make the James Webb Space Telescope? Telescope? I was, uh, I was, I've been watching that story since I was a little kid. You know, oh, we're going to build this thing. And then, oh, we've started building it. And then 20 years later, we're still building it. We're giving it a retrofit. It's almost ready for service. And it's like, dude, I'm 36 now. And the thing is finally in the air. We're talking 30 years to build a telescope. So I'm not going to be surprised if China's planting flags on on the moon and on asteroids and shit like that quicker than we are. At least the government. Maybe we can get some private industry that'll get out there faster. But I can't imagine NASA's going to be moving too quick. Yeah, well, I mean, well, uh, SpaceX is probably our best bet. And look at all the all the flack that Elon gets for all that shit. Yeah. Dude, you remember we watched that video a few episodes back when he was on Leno? And he was like, we make one of these a day. Yeah. It's like yeah. a million bucks. And, you know, meanwhile, NASA just takes forever to do anything. Yep. Go- so. government process man and then every show about space where we like go out it's always governments are like the good responsible people and the russians are bad and the chinese they're irresponsible too because you know they're just flying by the seat of their pants but the nasa they're always in the right it's always uh, private industry is always the evil ones it's always they get to mars first and because they want to exploit all the water and the resources, they kill microorganisms and this and that. It's like, people. <laughs> yeah, it's the one settle the fuck down. It's the one thing, like, if it, you know, if you question something and the response is to try to like berate you and be like, how dare you question this? It's usually yeah. nine, 95% is what you're calling out. But, uh, you know, if, if you question something and then you get met with a, well, yes, let's discuss that and let me lay out exactly uh, why we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing what we're doing. Which so, they never do. Yeah, never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just like play out the scenario in your head. 
Elon gets to Mars. He finds a big uh, water reservoir. They go and test it and find microorganisms. Do you really think he's the type of guy that's going to go, ah, fuck it, first life we've ever found. Let's just wipe it out and plump the water and, and purify it so we can drink. He just doesn't seem like that type of fucking guy to me nope. in any way at all. Odds are. On the other hand, he did he did murder a bunch of monkeys for Neuralink. <laughs> that's, oh, and that's one of our, our first stories for the week. I don't even know if I... If I uh, if I saved it, where here we go. FDA no longer needs to require animal tests before human drug trials. What do you think about that? Man, that's a that's a real real conflict of uh, emotions, really, because as cruel as animal testing is, in my opinion, it when it comes down to it, it's survive 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 so if we gotta if we gotta sacrifice a couple monkeys to make sure that uh the mascara isn't gonna make chicks eyes explode and vaccines whatever you know what i'm saying <laughs> but here's the deal i don't think this was done for animals in any way i think it's because they don't want to have to killed animals on record and yeah. say like look at like alex jones always points out they did these tests years ago and it killed 80 percent of the mice yeah so it's like if we can say oh i'm sorry we can't test on animals anymore we can only run computer simulations but look at how great the sims are <laughs> yeah that's the real scary part right like being that's my safe, thought saving is the animals do that is nice and all but the <clears throat> Like you said, the scary part is is it's just giving themselves um, a, a loophole in order to kill a bunch of human beings and be completely exactly have zero liability. Let's just hey we we the Sims are great, and since Africa needs it so bad, I'm sure they'll just be willing to try it for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit the. Wasn't <clears throat> Africa was one of the places where they regularly administered ivermectin just um, preventatively, right, for parasites, and then yeah, that it, and it, India it like cured river blindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so they just and were, there's a lot of those. Go ahead. They, they just routinely take low dose ivermectin just to keep parasites out of their system because they drink so much dirty water and. Apparently, they had the um, the least least numbers of uh, COVID cases and deaths, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. And they would probably, um, you know, shove it off. It's like, well, those areas also had bad testing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, but they didn't have a bunch of excess death either, you dummies. <laughs> they think we're ridiculously dumb. You know what I mean? It's It's wild. All right, let's move on. 2040, India's economy is rivaling that of China and the United States. Maybe. Fusion power is nearing commercial availability. Let's go to another story we got here. See, I need to be better at this because these need to be quicker fucking segments. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure out this new, you know, this is why we need to be able to play video because then I could just go, bam, bam. 
play the news report on this. Um, man, I guess I don't have the story anymore. Well, anyways, I was going to pull up this story about Eater, the uh, big fusion project, the joint fusion project between all the Western countries, China even, and uh, how the budget is just completely fucking overblown and the United States is just fronting the bill for a massive portion of it. So there, it's like NATO, you know, how it's like, oh, it's this collective effort and we all work together and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, except when you look at the raw numbers and you see that the United States supplies 80% of the funding. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. So I, I, I've got this article. I think this is a good article. So I think that we're probably going to be looking at a privately launched fusion reactor before one of these big government projects succeeds and makes a, a viable reactor that we can actually plug into and use. Here we go. Helion Energy built the V8 of nuclear fusion reactors. Company rep explains how. A surprisingly small footprint, immensely powerful, and able to be shoved under the hood of just about anything. These are some of the traits that constitute a great sports car engine. Your General Motors, LS, V8s, and such. Because Helion Energy, because of Helion Energy, we know this applies to nuclear fusion reactors as well. By her own admission, Jesse Barton, the communications lead at, he at Helion Energy, is no gearhead. But that doesn't mean the parking lot of the company she works for isn't full of Teslas, Chevy Volts, Rivions, and Polestars. Oh, yay. Save the environment. She was still graciously willing to sit down with us, Auto Evolution, to help explain how the nuclear fusion reactors her co-workers design mimic an internal combustion engine in a positively uncanny way. For those who have not yet seen our report on Helion, blah, blah, blah. It, says, it just talks about the company. Uh, our team was originally founded by Dr. Kurtelli, Chris Phil, Dr. Vorgachebacek, as well as Dr. John Slough. It was a spinoff from a company called MSNW, which was doing research and applications for space propulsion. Barton said about Helion Electric and sci-fi adjacent origin story. Small wonder... The original blueprints for helium reactors were classified internally as fusion engines. Rest assured, this is all real, as public only recently had a glimpse at Helion's one-of-a-kind novel reactor. That's this is a this is a great video on YouTube. They let some guy in to watch the entire reactor and how it works. It's fucking cool. Our approach to fusion is fairly different than the tokamak reactors you've seen in Eater and Jet, Barton explained. Instead of this big donut machine, you can see. Uh, images having just like a Pringles tube, for instance, and it's wrapped with a sequenced electrode and sequenced electromagnetic uh, electromagnets that switch on and off. The electromagnets around the machine control a plasma in the middle of the machine. The plasma is where the fusion happens. So essentially, they've got this machine. It's kind of shaped like um, an hourglass, and they generate this plasma on both ends of it, and then they smash it together at about a million miles an hour, and it creates this 100 million degree fusion reaction. The thing that they're doing different than these big shops like Eater and, and Jet like they're talking about is 
those places are going to essentially wrap the reactor with uh, water tubing. So the heat will heat the water, spin a turbine, just like any any general reactor yeah. will. What they're going to do is they're going to use magnets <clears throat> to capture the electromagnetic uh, energy in the plasma and convert it directly to energy through a bunch of massive um, uh, capacitors. So I think this thing's going to be pretty cool. I, like I said, I wish we could play the video of it. It's this, it creates these purple rings of plasma and they just bam smash together. And they're on their like second reactor right now. They're going to make one more proof of concept and then they're moving towards commercial reactors. So 2040 sounds about right. If you try and time it and that, well, okay, we've got one more reactor to build and then we're going to start moving to 2040, 2045, 10 years, something like that, depending on how fast they can move. That would be pretty bitching, you know? So is that gonna- all the really cool shit, all the really cool shit starts happening when we get fusion because yeah. we get all of this excess energy yeah. and then these companies can go, Oh man, now we can try this. We can try that. We can expand. We can do different R and D. We can buy this equipment and that equipment and this computer and that computer because the energy is going to go down and cost, you know, 50% or something like that. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The low cost energy. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, just imagine for your guys' shop, if you had, you know, your price per kilowatt went down 50%, you could run your air conditioner all the time. You could run your heater all You wouldn't have to say, all right, guys, it's, you know, it's warm enough for you to do. It's cool enough for you to deal. No, it's like, yeah, fucking run it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I was in a meeting the other day with this guy. His office was in uh, afternoon sun, and his windows didn't open. So he's running his air conditioner. It's it's 12 degrees outside. <laughs> you think we need to start building a little more efficient or maybe lower the cost of energy? I mean, it was wild. Deep ocean mining operations are widespread. Less than two-thirds of the original Congo jungle remain standing. I don't know. Uh, virtual te- virtual telepathy is dominating personal communications. So that's an interesting one. You're, you're familiar with virtual telepathy, right? You get your little headset or you get your brain chip yeah, in, yeah, and then yeah. me and you can just sit here silently and do our podcast <laughs> and... You know, people are just going to watch that, apparently. You know, I, I guess it's going to be all kinds of fun. No, we, we run the, the brain chips through the caster. Yeah, so exactly. So I'm just thinking, sitting every once in a while you go, we're just sitting here, and then it's, ah, we fucking laugh like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about the other day was, um, digital drugs so imagine you've got your brain chip in and then what's the point of taking cocaine when all you need to do is have a scan of what cocaine does to your mind and then somebody can just program and you can be like all right i want to have cocaine then i want some weed then an edible finish off tonight and you just fucking bam scan it or maybe they can distort the view of things so it's like i want to have a sin city night and then you take this shit and then all of a sudden everything's fucking sin city for you all night and you start fucking murdering people i mean in the metaverse right (laughs) 
No, I'm talking in real life, buddy. <laughs> they can jack into your goddamn eyes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the metaverse. So I don't remember who it was. They were making a great point. They were like, in 20 years, when you go to work, you're going to log into the metaverse. You're going to go. Your boss is going to be Garfield. Your uh, assistant is going to be uh, Tony the Tiger. And your workspace is going to be Bowser's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you're productive, right? I mean, what are we even producing at that point? (laughs) Digital drugs. Come on. All right. Bioreprocity. I I can't do that word with these teeth. Genetic information systems are transforming healthcare. So by this point, they're going to have everybody's DNA on Earth, and they're going to be able to look at all these sequences and just see how we can make all of these amazing drugs for everybody, or maybe even targeted drugs. And of course, nobody's going to use that for any you know nefarious purposes at all. Well, if they're able to just grow humans in the pods, like we were talking about last episode, right? Yeah, and that's they're gonna have it from the beginning. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is where uh, you, you get into like, are are we gonna turn into little gray people, or are we gonna go more towards designer people? And uh, I, I think it's gonna go. Everybody's gonna look like fucking supermodels in a hundred years, essentially. Uh, genitals or no genitals? Whatever. (laughs) Whatever you want. Genitals are not mandatory. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I guess that's what all the trans people are. They've got, you know, fake genitals. (laughs) You go in, uh, genitals are frowned upon. I mean, you got to wonder at what point are they going to be able to, like, actually switch your gender? Like, they're going to be able to figure it out at some point, you would think. Like, not from, not like changing your DNA, but making, like, a surgery where literally nobody can tell and you can still get off. Because these people can't get off, which is, you know, yeah. going to be probably a bit a bit problematic. For some people down the line. Yeah. All right. Pollen counts have more than doubled. Everything's, you know, everything's burning because of global warming, but we got more pollen. That, that makes a ton of sense. Tobacco has largely, largely been eradicated. Uh, you know, that crazy fucking New Zealand prime minister who, who essentially eradicated fucking tobacco in New Zealand. She stepped down this week. Hmm. So she comes in, this is great reset in action, comes in, burns everything down in her path, and then just goes, I'm done. I don't have it in me anymore. She said something like, I don't have a, I don't have a, the steam or I don't have a full, the tank in me to do it anymore. So they're putting in a guy now. Everybody's like, oh, yay, she's gone. But that's not a good thing. They're putting in a guy now who was yeah, a couple of years ago was talking about hunting people down who didn't want to get vaccinated. It's like, yeah, we're going to have to hunt some people down. But we're prepared for that. <laughs> great guy. That's uh, going to be a great going to be a great place to live. Right out of the George Soros playbook. 
Absolutely. Life expectancy for cystic fibrosis reaches 70. Breakthroughs in carbon nanotube production. So carbon nanotubes, that's a space elevator territory. That'll be fun. You know, I read through this thing earlier today and they go, the only thing that'll be limiting from a space elevator is political issues. It's like, oh, really? Now you're going to throw political issues because... A space elevator 10 years from now? Come on, people. We can't even build a fucking building that quick anymore. Can you imagine the regulations on a space elevator? Well, I mean, who who exactly regulates space? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking point. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. Like, I swear to God, they think it's just going to be, the UN's just going to be like, yeah, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. We're just going to clear it with everybody. Uh, Have you seen the new Foundation series? Oh, you don't have Apple TV. Yeah, you have Apple TV, but you probably don't want it. Anyways, there's a, a, a planet that has, like, a layer of cities all the way around it. Layers and layers. Thousands of feet, maybe even miles. And they've got a space elevator. Somebody blows up the space elevator and the fucking thing goes smashing around the entire planet multiple times and just cuts through the entire fucking Holy thing. Holy shit. And they're they're sitting there, yeah, they're sitting there in their bunkers and they're like, how much longer till the span comes back around? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's insane. Just cut the planet in that also in that huh? Just cut the planet in half. Cut well, didn't cut it in half, just slice through all the city down to the planet. So you've got all these, so you're standing down in the city and you're looking up miles, and it's just these huge fucking cavern, you know, miles wide because this thing is fucking enormous. Also, in that show, the emperor is, um, he's cloned, so there's three versions of him. There's a young, an older, and then an old version, and they like counsel each other and they have different jobs and they then they fucking counsel each one other. of them commits suicide at the time that the other one's born so the imagine the stagnation you would have <laughs> with that kind of leadership and that's what they want to do i mean it's essential that's like michael malice's quote like no matter who you vote for you always get mitt romney <laughs> <laughs> it's just clones of mitt romney for the next 200 years Ugh. But on the plus side, you will be able to strap your dog to a kennel on the top of your roof, and nobody will say a goddamn thing about it. (laughs) Submarine exploration of Titan. China's HSR network has been greatly expanded. I don't even care what that is. uh, Completion of the North Sea uh, rails. Rails. Domestic aviation in Norway is electric. Electric planes in seven years. I don't think there's even a model for a private electric plane that can carry anybody at this point. It's still like you you see headlines for it all the time, but you read into it and it's like, yeah, I can carry one person like 25 miles. Maybe Yeah. <laughs> you got to have you got to have a parachute just in case you better hope you're not and then flying into LAX. They won't let you charge it. 
and then imagine this, you know, uh, during the big freeze, all these Teslas were running like shit because batteries don't work well in the cold. How do you think they're going to insulate the batteries when you're 30,000 feet and it's negative 10 all the time? Um, I have no idea. I don't think, I don't think they do either. A pan-European hydrogen network emerges. Yeah, so they think they're going to go hydrogen now. At some point, they're going to have to turn from electric cars to hydrogen because we don't have the infrastructure for electric cars. They're just going to be like, yeah, you know, they're great, but this and that and the mine. There's this great mime, uh, meme of like uh, some little African kid mining cobalt and somebody in their Tesla, and he's just like, more, do you need more cobalt, sir? <laughs> Twenty forty one through twenty forty six. Japan experiences a major volcanic eruption. And you know, these are the things they don't tell you about climate change. One big eruption can cool the planet like ten degrees. No problem. It's happened before many, many times. It will happen again. And in a situation like that, you would think it would be nice to have a way to turn the heat up, i.e. burning fossil fuels. But you know, they would just rather let everybody die, I think. I watched this Chinese movie last night. It was like a Chinese disaster film. It's pretty good. But one of the... They, like, had to save humanity, and they could only save half of them. So one of the ways they um, solved that problem was they used a lottery, and then they caused a massive global tsunami to kill off everybody else. Global average temperatures have risen 2 degrees Celsius. Oil spills in the Niger Delta have been cleaned up. Orbital solar power is commercially feasible. I guess that's how they think they're going to be able to turn the heat up. I, Again, we've got problems with windmills killing birds. What do you think a fucking tight beam of microwave running down from space is going to do? Where are you going to put these fucking things? And then, you know, are there really, is there really anywhere on earth that birds don't fly? I don't know. I don't think so. There's probably birds in Antarctica. I, I mean, where are you going to put these fucking things? Well, that's a, that's a really good point. I don't think there are birds because penguins aren't birds, right? So do you think there is an actual bird that would fucking... Go across Antarctica, and then you got to wonder, why don't they? Maybe it's because of the uh, the uh, uh, breakaway civilization living down there underground in some fucking cavern mm-hmm. where all mm-hmm. the UFOs are coming Maybe from. Maybe they already have the space elevator, and that's what's driving them away with the resonating towers of uh, yeah. 69G. Who knows? Who knows what they're <laughs> using down there to... For energy, making some fucking, it, it, maybe they've got some antimatter reactor or something like that that just fucking wipes out the entire area. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You never mind. <laughs> Orbital space power completion of another tower. 
Sound Transit 3, more transit. They just, they don't want you to have a car. We're going, we're giving you just more rails, more rails, more rails. 15-minute cities. If you do have to go somewhere, take a train, you fucking probe. Well, that's the weird thing, like with the Uber Eats and shit. They they want they're trying to take away your car, but then it's okay to have an employee that go. Well, for now, right? Because they're trying to. They're eventually just going to have self driving cars that just go to the grocery store, and then a robot puts your order in the back of the Tesla, right? And then it drops it off at your house. I mean, that's the way I imagine yeah. it's going. Something like that. My mom's been using Walmart's delivery because she had a, a bunion surgery. Yeah. And, man, she got fucked. Uh, her doctor was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll give you payment. And I guess this, this is a rough surgery. This is no joke. It's like pins and plates and shit. So serious foot surgery. It's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll give you some pain medications. He gave her 20 pills for the entire fucking thing. <laughs> and now he's just being a bitch anytime like she called to get more and he's just, ah, no, nah, I think you're fine. It's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Jeez. Yeah. It's a nightmare. They treat you like a criminal, right? Like default. They just treat you like a criminal. I don't know if you've ever like had to deal with doctors and opioids and shit, but anytime you ask, it's like you're fucking asking a cop for a break on a ticket. Like, sure. that's what it feels I've like. I've never... And they just look at you like, sorry, son, but I can't because I've got to do the right thing. Yeah. And you're a criminal. <laughs> so the the nearest experience that I've had was <clears throat> um, probably like a year and a half ago now when I uh, crashed my Suzuki Jixer and went to the hospital. And it my experience right. was quite the opposite at that time. They were just kind of pumping me full of stuff. Like, they shot me up with some morphine, and then they're like, how's that? And I'm like, I mean, it seems okay, but I've, I don't know. it. I, I don't know. It was weird. I, I thought it was kind of weird so, that they weren't uh, a little more reluctant to give me more. But at the same time, I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> give me more. I will tell you why, though, because you're there in their supervision. For sure. Once yeah. you go home, they're not going to give you a fucking thing. When So when I got hurt, I was five years clean off opioids. And, I mean, my opioid tolerance was fucking high. I was at 10, 1080s a day at one point, just smoking up. And when I got hurt, right away, like as soon as I got to the ambulance, I'm like, pain pills motherfucker i'm like i'm like you know pain meds motherfucker and he's like i can't give you anything until we get to the hospital we go to the hospital and they're they are not it's not even a hospital it's like where they take where you would go like a a walk-in clinic to get medicine a z-pack when you've got fucking strep throat for workers that's what it was so they're having to like bust into the cabinet he's like giving me fucking morphine i'm like nothing man keep it coming keep it coming and they're like we don't have any more morphine, man. We gave you all the fucking morphine. <laughs> and finally they got this doctor there and he had fucking pain meds with him. By the time I was a day out of surgery, I was already had like 150 micrograms of fentanyl patches on me at all times. <laughs> Within one fucking day. When I like, finally they started weaning me off. They're like, 
we'd never really seen anything quite like this. <laughs> he was like, we needed to keep you out, so we had to give you pain meds. He was like, we tapped you out on Dilaudid almost immediately. We couldn't give you it. Like, we, they, they're only allowed to give certain things. Yeah, so he was like, yeah. so we had to move up to fentanyl. And he's like, we're giving you shots of fentanyl. You're tapped out on that. So we had to give you patches. And he goes, you're still fucking trying to move around. He goes, we finally had to tap you out on ketamine. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Give give him the whole uh, shit. (laughs) Dude, I was just going to say, he literally told me that the amount that I had on at one point, if he would have diluted it all into syringe... It would have killed a horse. (laughs) The horse doesn't have a tolerance, you know? Yeah. He said, yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, this would kill a horse. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) They categorize my, they categorize, categorize, categorize my injury as a catastrophic, unsurvivable injury. So it was kind of like, this guy's going to die anyways. So if he dies, he dies. You know, it doesn't really matter at this point. All right, 2042 through 67, the majority of primate species are disappearing from the wild. Did I miss something? Maybe. Oh, well. Tanzanite reserves are depleting. I don't know what we use that for. Let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. Cambrian massive. It's just talking about this and that, blah, blah, blah. Government split the mines. Economic market rapidly. Oh, that's great. They'll tell us what it's what it is, but not what we use it for. Yeah, well, I should have done that in pre-production. We're moving on. <laughs> Here's a fun one. White people are the minority in the USA. But if you talk about Migration replacement, you're a fucking racist because it doesn't exist. Meanwhile, again, it's right fucking here. They put it in their documents. They brag about it. They say it's a good thing. And you're a fucking racist if you bring it up, you goddamn Tuck Carlson piece of shit. Twenty forty three, the Ross Sea has lost fifty percent of its summer ice cover. Here we go. Here's a story I got. NASA study: mass gains of Antarctic ice sheet greater than losses. So there you go. What they do is they pick a certain place in Antarctica and go, "Oh, this place is losing ice." So they, go, "Oh my God, the Ross ice sheet it's it's going." Meanwhile, we've got more glaciers being created just on the other side of the continent or maybe even close by. Yeah. This is how you lie with statistics. Uh, Where are we at? Here we go. Where is that? 16K virtual reality is a mainstream. So we've already bumped up from 8K to 16K in a 10-year period. That's going to be wild. I still don't even really, like, grasp 
what this is going to look like. Like, I know I've seen Ready Player One also, but I just don't have any experience with VR. So it's just, like, hard to see society shifting quickly from this zero VR economy that we have to being, like, upgrading at a massive rate. I mean... Do you get what I'm trying yeah. to, to float here? Yeah, so I I I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was a it was a Bruce Willis movie. Uh, surrogates, surrogates, yes, yeah. I I kind of I kind of imagine something like that being more realistic in the in the future as far as a replacement for reality than an, yeah than like. We already have all these problems, right, with the um, electrical grid. I can't even imagine the amount of supercomputers and servers and shit that they're going to have to have just burning hot 24-7 to support that kind of yeah. shit when it seems a little more realistic to have the robot replacement. At, well, I mean, that's still going to burn a lot of electricity because you got your little pod and stuff. I don't I don't know, man. Man. Well, by this point, hopefully fusion energy. So uh, on their timeline, though, like if we're going by this timeline as being a reality, fusion reactors are coming out. Uh, So the energy issue is and and you've got your space, your space based solar as well. And again, there's not going to be any, you know, jurisdiction problems or international issues with something like that. And it's just going to be what your kink is. Is it digital or is it? (laughs) Do you see what I? Are you starting to see what I mean? Yeah. Like when I, in the beginning, how I explained that this is like a progressive timeline where nothing bad in between happens. Like we're on the verge of World War Three right now. You know, we've got the CIA fucking around in Ukraine. We we just had a Navy SEAL killed in Ukraine. They're, you know, I think Poland is massing forces. Russia's sending fucking drug addicts into the, into the line right now. They're offering... Uh, they're giving convicts like deals to go fight, essentially. You know, as far as Russia is concerned, we are at war already. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if me and you were at war personally. Like, you've got a bigger arsenal than me. I'm I'm the the amputee. I'm the the little guy, and me and you were just in a Hatfield McCoy war. We're shooting at each other. We're stealing each other's stuff. And then all of a sudden Cabela's comes in and goes, man, you're really getting a raw end of the stick on this one. This guy's trying to steal your land. He's bigger and more powerful than you. You're this little fucking amputee with a floppy wrist. Let me come in and and supply you. Would you not think that you were at war with Cabela's at that point? You'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm at war with Nick still, but essentially Cabela's is my true enemy at this point because as long as they're functioning, he's going to be un- unlimited. Yeah. Unlimited ammo, unlimited guns, unlimited protection, unlimited forces. It just depends on how narrow we want. And in the meantime, Cabela's is just getting massively, massively rich off of our fucking battle. Yeah. You know, Europe's starting to complain right now. They're like, hey, uh, you guys are getting really rich and we're at on the verge of being destroyed. Our our people are having to burn firewood. Firewood's the new gold in our fucking cities right now. But you guys are dicking around and, and just cleaning up. We're sending these Bradley vehicles, which are notoriously pieces of shit. 
they they've got some munitions on the top. So if you just lob a grenade onto the top of them, the whole thing melts and just and kills everybody inside. You can't get out of the fucking thing. So we're just sending them all of our garbage. Meanwhile, the military industrial complexes, their stocks are up 30% since the beginning of this war. They're able to pound out new shit. They're going to get they're, We're sending tomahawks over there now. And essentially the tomahawks are going to, they're going to find out that those are pieces of shit. They're going, oh my God, they take too many people and, and we need a better munition that only takes a couple of people untrained. We're going to have an app with it. You're just going to have to go kill here, kill there, point over there. And the thing's going to do a thing. We're, you know, our tanks, we want to give them our Abrams tanks so bad, but they require a trained crew and jet fuel and mechanics, and they're not set up for it. So, you know, maybe we need, I don't know, an electric tank or, or, or who knows? Maybe we just need a tank that, uh, drone tank that uh, is is an AI tank. Uh. So we don't have to train the crews on it. They can just drive it like a drone. You know what I mean? Uh, and and essentially, like, if you're the, the, the complex, why would you not want a drone tank? Why would you want, you know, that's just extra. We can do it with a plane. Why can't we do it with a fucking tank? Yep. All right. 2045, an inflection point for human and AI interactions. All right, so... I played ar around with uh, ChatGPT this week, and I decided to. Uh, it does this thing where it talks. It, it will give you a statement as somebody else. So Tim Dillon did some great ones on his show earlier in the week. He was like had it, had it explain the Russia war as him, and it was pretty fucking good. <laughs> so here's some here's a here's a deal I've got. All right, so here's something to just wet our whistle. Explain the singularity in the voice of Neil deGrasse Tyson. The singularity as... Oh, wait, that's... Damn, here we go. Hold on. The singularity, as Neil deGrasse might explain it, is a hypothetical point in the future where artificial intelligence and technology will have advanced to the point where it can surpass human intelligence. This could lead to a situation where machines are able to improve upon themselves at an exponential rate becoming indefinitely more powerful than any human. It is a highly debated concept, and some experts, like myself, not like myself, excuse me, <laughs> claiming that it could lead to a utopian future, oh yeah, like myself, <laughs> where machines solve all of humanity's problems, while others warn the potential and dangers of creating machines that are more intelligent than ourselves. Overall, the singularity is a fascinating and complex topic that raises important questions about the future of humanity and the role of technology in our lives. I don't know about you, but I could imagine that being Neil deGrasse Tyson saying something like that. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. So then I decided, why don't we, uh, why don't we, why don't we test this thing out a little bit? Explain the singularity in the voice of Ted Kaczynski. 